I want to thank USA Chemical Supply Company for providing our binary explosives today. I hope you enjoyed today's video. All right, guys, well, that KSG was pretty awesome blowing up that uh, big fat binary charge there. Uh, our explosives in that video were provided by USAChemicalSupply.com. Uh, Great bunch of people. Uh, what they do is they sell a whole bunch of bulk uh, binary that you can buy in large uh, you know, quantities, and you can save a lot of money. But oh, yeah. just thought that'd be kind of a cool intro for you guys. We're going to try to pump something kind of neat and fresh through for each video when we do a gun gripe. Uh, but welcome back, guys. This is Gun Gripes here. Uh, we have another episode for you today. Uh, we appreciate all of the support that um, we've gotten from you guys uh, with the series. We've been working very hard to continue all the quality content uh, coming through for you guys. Today we're going to complain about something that's been griping my nerves for quite some time. <laughs> all right, And it's this whole thing about you know, the education system, schools, uh, having just basically all-out anti-gun policies in, in action. Policy in action is different than written policy. So if a, if a principal of a school is some anti-gun dickweed, okay, and he just decides, well, I don't like guns, then he's going to make it heck on all of his students, uh, you know, to, to deal with anything with guns. And what I mean is, you see all these kids that get in trouble for wearing a uh, shirt with a gun on it, or they wear an NRA shirt, and then they get sent to the principal's office, and they get in trouble, and all this crap. And, and it's just this convoluted crap. It's re-education. It is. I mean, it's gun paraphernalia is what they consider it to be. But it's not a Second Amendment thing. It's a First Amendment thing. And if it is not in writing in a school code of uh, conduct or a school dress code, then it's not a rule at all. And uh, we actually had an instance with uh, his stepson who um, basically got sent to the office for wearing a shirt with the silhouette of a black rifle on it, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, of course. You know, and, he's uh, my, my kid. So, so yeah. But anyways, he goes to the office, and uh, the teacher's there with him and everything, and uh, basically saying, oh, well, you've got to go home, or you've got to take that shirt off, and whatever, and you don't come back, you can be suspended for three days. Well, he says, well, I want to see it in writing. I want to see it in the book. Okay, well, she couldn't produce it, so he walks back to class, sits back down, nothing ever becomes of it. I mean... But the teacher did call my wife about it. She did it. call, but I mean, what's now, that going to amount to? I'm going to tell you right now that I, I'm proud of Jacob. For what he did. Oh, he stood up for himself. He stood up for himself. Now, whether or not it was about guns is completely irrelevant. I think that young people should be willing and able to stand up for their freedom of speech, no matter what it may be. It doesn't matter if somebody's trying to, to prosecute you because of your religion, because of your creed, because of your race, because of the fact that you like guns, because of the fact that you might be gay. It doesn't matter. If somebody's trying to prosecute you, stand up for yourself. Yep. And I think that schools are just such this battleground for people standing up for their rights, both us, you know, well, not Second Amendment rights, obviously, which we're about to get to. Yeah, but mainly First Amendment First rights. Amendment, you know. If somebody wears a NRA shirt to school that has two crossed muskets on it or two handguns or whatever, or two, really just two black rifles. NRA in general, just the yeah. idea of the NRA, I mean, yeah. in general, or any gun organization whatsoever. I mean, they want to just get up in arms about it, no pun intended, yeah. but it's ridiculous just all around. I mean, well, it's a crock of crap because the way most uh, school dress codes read is that any attire that is disruptive to the learning process learning or that can be deemed inappropriate or distracting can be pretty much uh, banned or otherwise, I guess they can make you take it off or, or, or turn it inside out or whatever it is they do. So if little Susie is offended by, you know, little Johnny's AR on his shirt and she's, oh, it's scary, oh my God, I'm going to... I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to send him to the office and yep. he's going to have to change his shirt or go home and be suspended for three days now, just because of another student's uncomfortable nature around that. And it's, like you said, it's a re-education thing. 
the education system is trying to take firearms in general, just the culture of gun ownership out of the schools where the learning occurs. And that's why I will never put my children in public school. Never. That's exactly the reason why. Yeah. But, well, I'll tell you what, it, it really is a crock of crap. It's re-education. It's indoctrination. You know, if they can't just put this policy in, in black and white that says, if you're wearing a gun on your shirt, shame on you. They can't do it like that. They have to do it, again, it's all this shady backdoor crap. So it comes down to the individual schools and the people that run those schools, which essentially, I guess, when you're in that little, that little world that's a school, you know, you've got your teachers, you've got your principals, you've got your students. Well, the students are the citizens, and the teachers and the principals and all these people are the governing body of that institution. While you're under that roof, it's up to them to decide, you know, what they think is morally wrong, what they think you need to be exposed to in order to be productive members of this society that they're trying to raise you to be a part of. And if that involves, well, we don't want you to be in the gun world or the gun culture, well, then we're going to do everything we can to say shame on you and screw you for wearing that gun shirt. And I think that's a big problem. Mm -hmm. uh, we also see this in official policies. Uh, for instance, like there's been a lot of proponents for carrying firearms responsibly uh, on campus if you're in college. Now, uh, I know of some people personally that carry regardless because they want to live and that's smart of them. I'm not going to say who they are and it doesn't matter. That's their business. However, uh, what it comes down to is some schools are open to the idea of, yes, we do need armed teachers. We do need, you know, armed students in our school. Now, maybe not at the, you know, high school level, but at the college level, yes. If you're 21 and you, you know, possess a certain amount of, uh, you know, mental and, and, and training aptitude, then yes, you should be able to f carry a firearm to defend yourself and your fellow well, students. One of the biggest problems with many of the colleges is a lot of them are publicly funded as well as, you know, being funded by the students who pay for tuition, but they do receive a lot of money from the state and some on a federal level as well. Sure. So, you know, it's not up to the school to decide the policy. It, it comes into play with the state as well. So that's why you don't see a lot of uh, pro-gun campuses that are really on board with carrying on campus itself. Now, a lot of schools will allow you to carry a vehicle in your, or carry a uh, concealed weapon in your vehicle. And as long as it's in your vehicle and not on your person while you're on campus, that's fine. But many of the crimes that happen on campus, I mean, sure, they might happen on a dark night or whatever. You know, you're coming back to your car and it's the only car in the parking lot. That might be the case, but your gun's in your car. I mean, what are you yeah. going to do? You're not going to be able to use it when you need it. I mean, it just goes back to, like, the idea of the mass shootings. They all happen in gun-free zones. The more gun-free zones that we eliminate, the less crime is going to be out there. It is a simple matter of fact. It is, but, so, you know, of course... To a lot of these anti-gun politicians, they don't think in the way of logic. They think in the way of emotion. And it also comes down to, uh, you know, the elite stature that they feel they have over your life. <laughs> uh, a lot of people in the government think that they don't want you to have guns But they want to have but armed they guns have with them. damn PS90 or P90s, MP5s, or whatever, protecting them. Right. They want to have their own concealed carry permits and carry a weapon with them at all times, but they don't want Joe Blow here right. to have them. Right, so that's, it comes down to the fact that they want to have them, but they don't want you to have them. So, and they're going to do what they want, regardless of, of whatever, you know, whatever rules or laws are imposed oh, on little Joe Blow, you know, simple. They make the laws, and they're above the laws, just as we saw with um, Senator Yee from California. And, and also Feinstein. And also she has a carry permit. She carries well, a gun. She had a carry permit, but from what I understand, she revoked it under very, very tough scrutiny from her constituents. But she hired armed guards to replace it. <laughs> so right. 
I mean, if that's not hypocrisy, I don't know what is. I mean, there's plenty of it out there. Yeah, and Yee is a really good example, too. I mean, that, that guy is a, is, is a hypocrite from oh, hell. Oh, God. Uh, that's all, that's another gun gripe. Well, we haven't griped about well, that we, yet. We did that in a mail call, but we can yeah. gripe about that further probably later on. Yeah, of course, of course. But, you know, again, there are also examples of pro-gun programs being put into schools in some cases as well. Uh, for instance, the high school that I graduated from, which I'm not going to say which one it is for obvious reasons, but... Uh, the high school that I graduated from, when I graduated, had a rifle team. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, granted, um, it was small bore, 22, but you're talking students that were allowed to bring 22 caliber long rifle, mm -hmm. 22 LR Into rifles school. to school. Yeah. All right. And that was there for legitimate uh, extracurricular activities. And some schools have pro-gun programs. It just depends on the jurisdictions, the management of the school how they view guns, sometimes a really strong ROTC program. If you have the commander of the ROTC unit at the school, they might pressure the principal to go, look, you need to let us have small bore rifle practice because these are future Marines, future sailors, and I want to teach them how to shoot. Yep. What's wrong with that? Nope, nothing at all. And, and, and there are programs that involve that. Here's another good example. At my school, in the ROTC section of the school, and I don't know if it's still like that now, Probably but not. they had dewatted M14s that the only thing done to them to dewat them was they took like the, the, the trigger had a hammer out of them. But they were perfectly functional M14s, full auto, oh, yeah. with no accountability other than don't take that. Yep. That was the way it was. A student could have put a, tri a, a, a trigger or hammer or whatever. I think they, they took some small part out, and that was it. You know, they weren't concrete-filled and all this mess. No, a they were drilled out. They oh, were yeah. legitimate M14s. A lot of the drill rifles that you see in, on the ROTC drill teams, they were usually, uh, the boards were filled with concrete or whatever. The actions basically were like epoxy shut, shut, you know, or welded shut or whatever. The trigger groups were basically removed, and a faux trigger group was put in. Yeah. I mean, they were made... To be dummy rifles, but they were heavy as hell. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but these weren't. Now, when no. I was in, we had I those. legitimate M14s, oh, yeah. and you know, you'd go down, and and, and the uh, the commander of the ROTC unit would go, "Can I help you?" <laughs> it's like, you know, he knew, he knew what they were. You know, that that old salt that was running up, he he knew what they were. But anyway, you know, there are pro-gun programs that get involved in schools. I mean, here's another good example. Um, I, I can't exactly recall where this came from, but I remember seeing a, a picture floating around on the, uh, on, I think on Facebook or somewhere, where there was a sign outside of an elementary school, and it said, five of our teachers are packing. Guess which ones? Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, all right, the bad guy that's going to go in and try to shoot that school up or something, he didn't know which five of the teachers is armed. He doesn't even know if they're armed at all. Oh, hell no. You but think the they're going to take is, that risk? It doesn't matter. It, what matters is that school has a proactive enough approach to protecting their students that they're willing to go out there and say, yeah, we're armed. What are you going to do about it? Even if it's a bluff, would you take the chance? Exactly. You're going to go to a gun-free zone. You're going to go to one of those schools that doesn't have an ROTC program that might have some kids walking around with 22s, that might have a pissed-off ROTC instructor with a freaking 1911 in his desk, which... I know of one that had a 1911 in his desk, oh, yeah. and he, he knew how to use it. And he knew how to use it. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, you're talking about, you know, large bore service pistol, you know, champion for like four years in a row at his college when oh, he yeah. was, you know, in college. So the thing is, is just, you know, the, the times have changed a lot, and there's a lot of, of anti-gun policies that get put, put forth in schools. Um, but, you know, are the old days really gone? I mean, 
you can't really say. I mean, it, it's just the re-education that gets put into uh, what they're trying to, to, to put forth in these kids' minds about guns is just totally bogus. Yeah, I'd like to think that there may be a renaissance in the future, you know, back to more of a gun culture in the states itself. But, I mean, at this point, it, it's really hard to see. It starts you with know? you. It, it really starts does. with the people watching this video. If you, you know, we've gotten calls from people that are even anti-gun. And they say, look, you know, even though I'm anti-gun, I just want to call you up here and tell you that I think you represent gun owners in a very positive light, and that's very refreshing. You know, a lot of people that are anti-gun are only anti-gun because they just haven't had the proper person to bring them into the circle and really explain to them, you know, how things really are, not just what they think they need to be. I mean, a lot of people are just jaded by the media, by their upbringing. You know, they might have been brought up by anti-gun parent. Mm -hmm. They just haven't had the right person to go hey, that's completely bogus. You know, no, you don't have to register that. No, this isn't illegal to have. Well, it takes a level-headed person to bring them in into the fold. Of course, you know? and that all comes back to uh, basically re-education and yes. real just education in general. I mean, people are not educated properly in firearms in general. I mean, people just think they're, they're evil. Firearms are evil. That is not the case. People are evil. Right. You know? it, it's us versus them. It's them trying to re-educate our children from the ground up and turn them into a bunch of anti-gun snobs and it's us trying to re-engineer and re-educate our, our citizenry from the adult up, from the anti-gun person that's been anti-gun their entire oh. life and are very hard to crack. We want to turn those people into responsible gun owners, and it starts with you. You are an ambassador to your shooting sport on a daily basis. If you run into someone that doesn't have exposure to firearms, you are an ambassador to the shooting sports, and it's your responsibility to maintain a, a very positive and professional demeanor when it comes to dealing uh, with firearms. So yep. I think that's going to conclude today's gun gripe. It certainly is a real pain in the butt when you're talking about all the crap that gets put forth in the schools and the anti-gun policies that are put forth in schools, the mass shootings that happen in schools because of anti-gun policies. Well, speaking of mass shootings, just remember, you know, these shootings happen in gun-free zones. They do. And the liberal mindset is to take more guns out of these zones. Oh, well, we just need to remove guns entirely. Do you think for one minute that someone hell-bent on shooting a place up is going to pay attention to a no-firearm sign? Just one quick example. I read an article that Jack in the Box, along with Starbucks, you know, everybody knows that Starbucks kind of put it out there that they yep. don't want guns in their stores. But many of the Starbucks that we go into, I mean, I still like it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I still like their food. Yeah. You know? But anyways, and he does too. He's a birthday pop fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways... I still wear my gun in Starbucks. I wear it just like this when we're going into work in the morning. I mean, do they say anything to me? No. They might think I'm a cop or whatever the case may be, but there's no policy on their door that states I can't have a gun in there. But Jack in the Box, just recently, they're another fast food chain if you don't know about it. They're just kind of all over the country. But since they implemented a gun-free policy in their store, they've had four armed robberies. And that's only been like a month, maybe not even quite that long. Yeah, they but weren't is, thinking too good there, were But they? <laughs> they've had four uh, armed robberies in their stores since that. So do you think that some masked, you know, thief is going to come in there and say, oh, no guns. Oh, let me just go over here. Let me oh, go to McDonald's. Darn, no guns. Let, let me, me get out of here. Let me go over to McDonald's where they don't have a sign posted. I'm yeah. going to go over there and rob them instead. No. Hell no. So. I know. Well, guys, we appreciate you watching today's video. Hopefully you might have learned a little bit of something. Maybe, you know, maybe we changed your mind on a few things. If you're an anti-gun person, uh, you know, or a non-pro-gun person. But, uh, guys, we appreciate the support. We've gotten an overwhelming majority of people that have just really supported gun gripes, and we appreciate it. We have many more coming. We'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Have a good one.